Forgiven Once for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This week's episode I called Jehovah and Jesus. We're going to first take a look at Jehovah, and we're going to look at some of the misconceptions we have, and we're going to take a look at Jesus and their relationship. So Jehovah has become the name that we associate with God. And it's, it's, a, it's a God of the Old Testament, a God that we have learned to fear. We don't really use the, the names for God in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, uh, names like Jehovah or Yahweh, Elohim, Adonai, have all been ascribed to the all-powerful all God. So, a quick interesting note on the name of God. It's actually unpronounceable. It's actually, the Hebrews, whenever they wrote down the name of God, they left out the vowels. It's actually only Y-H-W-H in the Hebrew language. There's no vowels in it. But what the, the Hebrew scholars did is, is they would not write the name of God. So, it became forgotten over the years. It was too holy to write. It, they, they had too much respect for the name of God that they would not put it on pen and paper. Consequently, it has been lost. But what they did uh, later on is they would add the vowels from the term Adonai, which means Lord, or from Elohim, which means God. And they created the um the word Yahweh, which became known as the name of God. Now Jehovah, we get it from the Latin translation of Yahweh. And so that's where modern uh medieval Europe um started using the term Jehovah. That's why we use Jehovah today. But Yahweh is the is the most ancient form with Y-H-W-H being God's name. It's called the unspeakable tetragrammaton. So anyways, when it comes to Jehovah, we have a, a certain picture in mind. And that picture may not be entirely accurate of who God truly is, of who the Father is. And we're going to take a look at this. So due to various stories um, in the Old Testament, we have an opinion that God is angry, that he's harsh, that he's vengeful, that he's quick to bring judgment. And this has spilled over into modern Christianity. When we think of Jehovah, we think of creator. We think holy. We think almighty. We think deliverer. We think He's invisible. We haven't seen him. And lastly, we think of judge. Now, although all these things are true, these are not the only characteristics that we can use to define who Jehovah really is. See, the Bible actually, actually declares in John 1.18 that no one had a had a proper view of who God was that everyone in the old testament everyone from Jesus back 
had an incomplete view of God. They did not have an accurate revelation of who God was. That includes Moses, that includes Noah, that includes all the prophets, Ezekiel, Elijah, Elijah, Jeremiah, even David, and and on. They no one had a proper, complete revelation of who Jehovah was. John 1.18 says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Now, what's interesting is this Greek word to see, it actually means to perceive. It could mean with your eyes, but it's a little bit deeper than that. It could mean to perceive or to attend to. It could be, the usage could be, I see, I look upon, I experience, I perceive, I discern. And and it means to properly see, often with metaphorical meaning, to see with the mind, spiritually see, to perceive with an inward spiritual perception. That's from the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance and also from BibleHub.com. So no one has ever perceived God. They've never perceived an accurate picture of who Jehovah, of who Yahweh, who the Father truly is. They don't have a complete complete picture. They They don't have a complete picture in their mind and in their heart of who the Father was. But when Jesus came, he said he was in the Father's bosom. He was close to his heart. And it says that he has declared him. He has revealed him. He has made him known. So Jehovah has become a God that we have painted this picture of, of of this moody, standoffish, um, unapproachable judge of the universe. But when Jesus came, he says, no, you don't even know him at all. He says, but I have declared him. I have shown who he is. Let's look at John 6, 46. It says, not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Only Jesus has perceived exactly who the Father is. Of who Jehovah, of who Yahweh is. And this is the mission of Jesus as I, I spoke about in in the last podcast, Idolatry 2021, is that we have created this false image of God and we've set it up and said, this is your God. Be afraid. You need to turn away from sin because God is a, is a jealous God. But really, Jesus says, no, I've come to declare who he is. And this is who he is. If you've seen me, You've seen him. Jesus came to show us who the Father Jehovah really is. John 8, 19. It says, Where is your Father? They asked him, You do not know me or my Father, Jesus answered. If you knew me, you would know my Father as well. See, we cannot separate 
Jesus and the Father. We like to separate the two and say God is the judge and, and he's the one that's really angry. He's the one that's mad about this whole sin thing. But Jesus, on the other hand, is staying back the hand of the Father. Where 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 the sinners in the hands of an angry God, Jesus comes in to step in to stop the blow. That's our our modern view of Christianity. That's our modern view of the relationship between the Father and Son. And I tell you, it's a lie. It's wrong. It's it's very deceiving. Yes, we know God is a judge, and we're going to talk about that. But we're going to see who got judged, what got judged, and where it got judged. Yes, God is holy. But we're going to see how that holy translates into our holiness translates into our life. See, Jesus came to relate to us as a human, but he was also God. We think that Jesus holds back God's anger. We think that Jesus was punished by Jehovah for our sin. That is what we teach every Sunday, every Wednesday every Bible study, we teach that God punished Jesus for our sin. We think that Jehovah is angry with us, but Jesus is the one that really loves us. And so this has created a problem to where we focus on Jesus and the Father is kind of like standing in the background, this God that's waiting to judge us. And he's He's just waiting for, for, for everything to be said and done so he can finally embrace us because he can't, he can't stand us now. He can't stand us because of our sin. And nothing could be further from the truth. See, Jesus came to show us who Jehovah really is. He says, if you've seen me, if you had known who I was, you would know who the Father is. We cannot separate the two. John 14, 9 says, Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long a time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? John 14 says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own. Instead, it is the Father dwelling in me, performing his works. So here Jesus brings the relationship a little bit closer. He says constantly, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why do you keep asking me to show you the Father? When you've seen me, he says, I and my Father are one. The Father is dwelling inside of me, doing these works. John 14, 11 says, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on account of the works themselves. Jesus is showing us who the Father is because he has an intimate knowledge of him. He knows his character. He says, I do what my Father has done. I know his heart. He is love. And you have been wrong. You have a wrong perception of him. See, what's crucial today 
is, yes, we love Jesus, and we, we understand that he's love and that he paid a price for our sin, but we have to, it's crucial that we have a right perception or a right revelation of who the Father is to benefit from the abundant life that Jesus promised. We can't just have Jesus and leave the Father standing in the background. We have to understand who the Father is. That's all Jesus did when he come. He never pointed the finger at himself and said, Worship me. But he always pointed to his Father. And he said, It's my Father that does these things. It's my Father. We have to have a right revelation of who the Father is. And this is the problem with Christianity today, is that we have created this false image of God and set him up and called him Jehovah, but really, he's nothing like Yahweh. He's nothing like Jesus. If your image of God does not match up with the image that Jesus came and showed us, on earth, then it's a false image. And that's what I was speaking of in Idolatry 2021. This is what we've done. We've set up a false idol. We need to understand truly who the Father is and that He is love. The only definition that we have for God in the Bible is the Bible says that God is love. He is the very definition of love. Without God, we don't understand what love is. If we live in fear of God, we are running away from our very source of love and security. We are constantly running away from the Father into the arms of Jesus when Jesus is trying to point us to the Father. He always pointed us to the Father. We need to change our theology. We need to repent, which means to change our mind or our thinking about something. We need to change the way we think about the Father. We need to change our mind about who Yahweh is. John 14, 20 takes it even further. See, Jesus is going on a progression here. And he says, In 1420, he says, On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus takes it even further here. He says, Not only do I know the Father, do I know who he is, do I know who his character is, but I am in him. And not only that, he is in me. And then to blow your mind, I am in you. The Father is in us as well. See, the Father is inside of us. It's not just Jesus in our heart, but the nature and the and the power and the holiness of God, of Jehovah, of Yahweh, is living within us. We cannot separate Jesus, the Holy Spirit, nor Yahweh, and we cannot separate ourselves from them. Paul says, neither life, nor death, nor breath, nor things from heaven, nor things on earth, nor things below the earth. And he goes on to this list. 
He says, nothing can separate us from the love of God because God is love and that love is living in our life. See, things. these are the things that we need to change our mind about. We need to change our mind about who the Son is, of who the Father is and their relationship. We need to understand that they are one and not separate. That they are together in unity. We need to understand that God is love. That Jehovah is love. That Yahweh is love. We need to understand that Jesus did not save us from the Father, but for the Father. Jesus was not punished by the Father. He was not judged by the Father on the cross, but it was sin that was judged, not Jesus. See, Jesus was punished by man. The reason Jesus died is not because the Father killed him. It was because man killed him. Jesus was punished by man because we did not perceive who he was, nor did we know who the Father was. If we would have known those things, we never would have killed him. Jesus came to show us who and what love is. See, the this is the mystery. And lastly, in John 14, 20, he came to show us that we are wrapped up in this mysterious union, in this wonderful, loving, united relationship that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has with each other, that God has included us in that relationship, that he is living inside of us, all three of them. And this is what Christianity is about. I hope this helped you today. And I hope you begin to explore further and deeper and to try to understand who the Father is and who Jesus is and their relationship with each other and with you. Remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.